class, welcome back once again to our course on a doctrinal approach to emotional wellness. I'm Brother Richard. Thrilled that you're back again. Today's topic is obviously a little bit heavier as we uh, talk about pornography. Um, the <laughs> the men in our group, you know, as we attend um, priesthood meetings, um, boy, we we hear this topic a lot often. Um, and I don't want to beat anyone up today with our class. But I do want to share um, some different ideas about uh, pornography in terms of emotional wellness. So with that, let me uh, pull up a couple of my notes and uh, let's let's have a little journey uh, together if we could. <clears throat> Remember, um, with our brains, we have that outer part of our brain called the, the cortex. And that's the logical side of our thinking. Whenever we experience any type of stimulus, uh, we experience it first in terms of a logical approach. The inside of our brain is the limbic system. That's our emotional response uh, to different stimuli. So again, when you experience something at first, it's a logical response, and then secondly, it becomes an emotional response. And this is important to know. Neural pathways are the little, well, pathways <laughs> that connect our brain. Studies show that uh, over time, neuropathways can be established. Uh, for example, this morning when you tried to tie your shoes, you probably didn't have any trouble tying your shoes. Why? Well, you've tied your shoes thousands of times. You didn't have any anxiety or worry or confusion about the process. The same is true this morning as you uh, ate your breakfast. You probably didn't think about how to get that fork into your mouth without poking out your eyeball, <laughs> right? You've done it a lot of times. You've created a new neuropathway to help you know how to eat or how to, uh, how to put on shoes. What they're finding, you guys, is this. When it comes to pornography, instead of a, a pathway, a little gentle path that might go through a meadow, because the stimulation that is caused through the viewing of pornographic images is so strong, that little neural pathway in our brain actually becomes I-15. It literally rewires, it reprograms, it repathways our brain it is just dangerous. We have so many quotes by so many apostles about the uh, the dangers of pornography and the importance of avoiding it like the plague, like a wildfire, because it is. Here's how the cycle usually uh, tends to go. You have a good young man. Oh, he's a good kid. He wants to become like his heavenly father. He wants deep relationships. We're all wired to have deep relationships. He wants good physical, emotional, spiritual connections with, with other people and with his heavenly parents. Why? Well, those relationships cause a wonderful flood of brain chemicals to happen. Um, oxytocin, uh, that bonding hormone, uh, is, is incredible. And, and we want that. We want that. <clears throat> but this young man is not good at forming deep relationships. He feels rejected, like he's not good enough. He feels like he's letting people down. And this is super, super common for our young men. One day, something comes across his phone. He's intrigued by it. He clicks on it and then he clicks some more and then he clicks some more. Click, 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 click. And all of a sudden he's hit with a fire hose of emotions and they make him feel good. Well, great. And he thinks, wow, it's easier to click on these links than it is to get a girl to like me. See, pornography, it creates feelings of acceptance and an automatic high, but unfortunately, those feelings aren't associated with another human being. They're experienced one-on-one -on -one between an individual and a screen, and that's not natural. 
and our body senses that it's not quite natural as well. So, sadly, it's all fake. These sensations, these chemicals, this wonderful flood of emotions have been generated in his body, but it's all created through a fake mechanism. So he finishes looking, he's alone. He sees his scriptures on his shelf and oh, he feels bad. He thinks about a mission, about his future mission or about the mission he served or about his temple covenants. He feels even worse. Now let's say he gets a text from a girl. Oh, he feels unworthy to even reply to her. The next day, because it was so stimulating, he's, he's enticed to repeat the behavior and he does. And then it becomes a cycle. He forgets that it's all fake. I would invite the, the men in our, in our class to rise up and be true men. Remember, guys, love is loyal, genuine, beautiful, fulfilling, and it's real. Pornography is selfish, cheap, unnatural, demeaning, and completely fake. Remember, there's a difference between an accident and an addiction. Every one of us will have accidental exposure to images or sights or sounds that we don't want to see. That's part of mortality, unfortunately. Addictions occur when we return and return to those, those images, those websites, those pictures without seeking help. Um, the Lord has set boundaries for sexual desires. We know that. They're to be between a man, a married man, and a married woman. <clears throat> Pornography creates a response and also an appetite that is out of bounds. In other words, the feelings that we get as we engage um, in intimacy with our eternal companions, those are within, within bounds. They're wonderful. They're wonderful and beautiful. However, again, pornography, those experiences, those feelings, those emotions, the response is simply out of bounds. And that's why we are to avoid them. Now, girls, I can't leave you out of this conversation. Um, Sister Beck taught the new target audience for pornography is young women. And this is why she says, quote, because Satan can't have a body or a family, he targets young women because they create bodies and they will be teachers in their family. So sisters, remember, he's after you as well. And some of those that create pornography, they have you uh, in, in their sights as well. One solution to this, as I talk to different therapists, is connection. If, if young people can have good, solid relationships, connections with other people, it seems to be not a cure-all, but it sure helps them. It's going out. It, it's dating. It's uh, trips to the temple. It, it's, it's group activities. It's not sitting alone in a basement playing video games. <laughs> and Satan knows that. And that's one reason why he tempts people to isolate. If we are isolated... Oh, he can win all kinds of wars and battles within our life. Hence the importance for us to connect and gather as Latter-day Saints and as Christians. Uh, ending with a poem here. You know this song, If the Savior um, Stood Beside Me. One of my colleagues up at BYU-Idaho changed the lyrics just a little bit uh, to fit the idea of media. If the Savior sat beside me, would I view the things I view? Would I text and snap and swipe and post and like the things I do? Can I hear the Spirit whisper through my Netflix and my TV? Would I be anxious if the Savior scrolled through my phone's history? My, my uh, young friends, I invite you, if you're dabbling with pornography, 
please know it will destroy your life. It will impact your future marriage. If you're entrenched, can I beg you to get out, to get help, seek professional help and ecclesiastical help. If I could paint you a picture of the destruction it will cause within your marriage or with your relationship with your own children, you would run, you would run, you would hide, you would fight. Please take my admonition, my counsel, my loving invitation to get help immediately if you're dabbling in this arena. It's a battle that you will not win. You need the Savior's help. And I testify, he can help you. If you want to find emotional wellness, one of the steps has to be avoiding and overcoming the effects of pornography. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.